Welcome back to Sales Insights with Sarah. This is the podcast for sales professionals and business leaders looking to implement new strategies and drive sales growth in their organizations. I'm your host, Sarah Downs, and my guests and I will be sharing with you some of our own experiences in business and sales insights to help you gain focus and take action. Hi everyone and welcome back to the Sales Insights with Sarah podcast. Today I'm going to be discussing succession planning in sales. Now this is something I've been doing some more research into recently because we do understand that an effective succession plan can really help us reduce the impact of change and departures and while also boosting team morale. But also, it's very clear that there's way more to planning for the future of your sales team than just promoting your best salesperson. So with doing some research, I found quite a startling fact, and this is from a report by Deloitte, where it states that 86% of business leaders believe that succession planning is an urgent or important priority, but only 14% of them believe that they're doing it well. Now, this is what I am seeing when working with my clients. And it's also something as a business leader I can resonate with because, of course, we understand the importance, but it does take real commitment and focus to make sure that we're doing it well. So I can see why it would often be put to the bottom of that priority list. But there are some shocking facts, 86% believing it's urgent, while only 14% are actually doing it well. So I guess what we need to remember is that detailed planning doesn't necessarily guarantee success. If you take your annual commercial forecast, for example, you've crunched the numbers, you've identified some hot prospects, you've analysed the market trends, probably spent hours thinking through strategies and contingency planning, and then at the very last minute, an unexpected resignation can completely throw everything off course. But what about the dangers of not having any plan in place in the first place? By asking some of those what-if questions, we can help to identify scenarios that might leave us in a sticky situation. So for example, what if a salesperson leaves the organisation? What if we create a new position? What if promoting somebody doesn't work out? What if we realise they need redeployed six months into the role? In many cases, recruitment is not thought through at all. And I think many sales recruitment processes are rushed because of urgent requirements arising. This is often resulting in bad hiring and poor promotion decisions being made in sales teams. If you imagine a scenario of your best salesperson being poached by a competitor, They're maybe the only one on your team with a strong relationship with your most important account. The client hearing the news could have a wobble. They might not want to deal with someone else. And before you know it, they're en route to your closest competitor, taking that generous budget and opportunity with them. Disasters like this can be avoided, though, with effective succession planning, but you need to build this into the strategy. The process of identifying and nurturing sales leaders of the future and successful sales 
people who are performing well is important. But how do we go about this? So I've created some top tips, three in total, that I believe can help you. So my first top tip is ensure key customers are not reliant on one person. Obviously, avoiding scenarios where our key customers are only developing a strong relationship with one salesperson is a risk. It not only makes us vulnerable if they move on, but it's also a missed opportunity for development of wider team and the relationships that they have with that team. My second tip is be prepared and have a clear strategy for development. We need to develop our people. Succession planning is all about readiness. The business needs a clearly defined strategy to harness talent within the organisation. As roles become available, there shouldn't be a knee-jerk reaction to getting someone in as quickly as possible. Sales should not really be impacted. You need to get back to business as usual as quickly as we can, but we can only do this when developing the workforce. So plan early. Have conversations with everyone in your team about their motivations, their ambitions. What do they see themselves doing in the year's time or a couple of months' time? What are their development or training needs? And ideally, use a data-driven process to back this up. Because sometimes people within our team can tell us one thing when actually it's the complete opposite. Because they maybe are trying to keep us happy as a manager or protect their position in the company. So having a data-driven process to back up some of this information is really going to help you get the insight you need to make decisions on succession planning. My third tip is please do not assume that a great salesperson will make a great sales manager. This is something I see all the time. But succession planning does not mean picking your best and top performing salesperson and assuming that they have what it takes to step up into sales management or maybe even a sales director role within a business. The competencies and capabilities of a high performing salesperson are very different to those of a high performing sales manager or sales leader. And it's only by breaking these down and understanding within your organisation what you need to look for in a salesperson versus a sales manager versus a sales leader that you're really going to have a good understanding of why somebody should or should not be moved from one to the other. At the end of the day, succession planning will help to motivate your sales team. Motivation really is underestimated most of the time, but it shouldn't be. In fact, 62% of employees say that they'd be significantly more engaged at work if their company had a personal development plan in place. With that figure rising to 90% for younger workers. So look at the demographic of your workforce and in particular here of your sales team. Are they falling into that 62% or 90%, both of which are large percentages and should not be understated? 
So thank you for listening. And just as a reminder of my three top succession planning tips for your sales team. Number one, ensure key customers are not relying on one salesperson. Two, be prepared and have a clear strategy for developing your people. And three, don't assume that a great salesperson will make a great sales manager or a sales leader. Now that's it from me today. Hopefully that's helpful. If you would like any more information about succession planning in a sales team or some support with a data-driven process to do so, please do reach out and I'd be happy to help. I'll speak to you all soon. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Sales Insights with Sarah podcast. Remember to subscribe if you haven't already so that you are notified of every new episode. If you could take a few minutes to leave a review, it would be greatly appreciated. See you next time.